letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories from News Talk 830-WCCO. This is the All Local. With Monday's WCCO All Local, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include a repeat challenge to a Minnesota congresswoman, cracking down on fair skipping, and a special journey for a Minnesota tree. But we begin with a Minnesotan who was among the five U.S. Army Special Operations Aviation soldiers killed Friday during routine flight training. The Department of Defense says 24-year-old Sergeant Cade M. Wolf of Mankato was killed along with four others when the MH-60 Blackhawk experienced an in-flight emergency and crashed while conducting aerial refueling training. Mankato East School Counselor Holly Evans joined Vanita Sakar on the WCCO Morning News. He graduated a while ago, so his peers um, aren't necessarily here, but I know you know, there's lots of people who knew Cade, um, know his brother, know his dad in the community and, and lots of connections um, trying to provide some support there. The crash happened Friday in the Mediterranean Sea. The Department of Defense says there's no indications that the crash was caused by enemy or hostile actions. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. Emergency crews on the scene of a two-car crash on northbound 169 that has reportedly killed one person. It happened in Brooklyn Park about 1130 near 109th Avenue. The northbound side of the freeway is closed as crews continue to investigate and clean up the site. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. Former Minneapolis City Council and School Board member Don Samuels believes he can beat Ilhan Omar in next year's election for Minnesota's 5th Congressional District. Samuels announced yesterday that he's entering the race and in his first public interview told Blois Olson on WCCO's Sunday Take that he's in better shape than when he challenged Omar a year ago. I'm starting in November instead of April. So I'm going to be participating fully in the preliminary aspects of the race, meaning the caucus, the convention, and and I have an early relationship with the voters and the funders. Samuels lost to Omar by two percentage points in last year's Democratic primary. He says Omar hasn't helped herself while in office by making missteps that haven't sat well with her constituents. Al Shock, Newstalk A3O, WCCO. Minnesota's organic farming industry continues to thrive despite inflation's impact at the grocery store. Minnesota has more than 700 certified organic farms, and experts say while inflation nationwide has tempered organic sales, it's not expected to impact the industry's long-term growth. More and more of the state's farmers are converting at least some of their traditional acreage to organics, including Kristen Duncanson, who also works as a consultant and federal farm policy expert. So consumers are interested about where does my food come from, but more importantly, how is my food produced? What is the practice that got me this loaf of bread or this pork chop? Duncanson says turning traditional crops into organic farmland is a long, tedious process, often taking years of soil cultivation, hand weeding, labor costs, and lost income due to the gap in production, not to mention forging those relationships with buyers. Some organic farmers are just masters. They they either direct sale or they have a relationship with an organic company that's going to buy from them or sell directly, and that's great. It works really well. She says organic farming requires a different mindset and can be a fickle business with a lot of trial and error. I really feel for companies trying to figure out where are we going to put this product out here. I'll give you an excellent example. So a couple years ago, we engaged with a company that was going to um, use more natural coloring in some of their cereal products. So we were lucky enough to work with a company to um, work on the color purple. 
no one bought the product. We grew a specific thing for them to replace an expensive purple coloring, and, um, and it wasn't natural that they had used in the past. No one bought it. Meanwhile, critics of large food manufacturers say those companies commonly use chemicals, preservatives, and cheap ingredients in their products to make a profit. Duncanson says she believes they do care about consumers' health and environmental concerns, but are simply slower to react. She says if you're concerned, speak up. We're in charge here. We're in charge. Um, don't just vote with your money. Go to their consumer line and tell them, hey, I like this, but I d it's not the ingredient list I want to see. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO. Minneapolis police are looking into a shooting incident. A 13-year-old boy is among three people who were wounded in the overnight shooting in uptown Minneapolis. It happened late last night in the 1300 block of 28th Avenue, about two blocks east of Lake of the Isles. Police say the teen and two others were inside a home when the gun was fired from outside of the building. The others who were hit are ages 29 and 17. All three were taken to HCMC to get treatment for non-life-threatening injuries. A juvenile from a nearby home was arrested, but police say that came on an unrelated warrant. Al Shock, News Talk 830, WCCO. And I'm Mark Fry. There were two other shooting incidents reported overnight by Minneapolis police at the intersection of Lindale and Lake. A man suffered potentially life-threatening gunshot wounds. And at 32nd, Nicola, a man in his 30s, was hit by gunfire but declined medical attention from EMS personnel. Parents joined child care experts today in urging state lawmakers to continue making improvements in funding to help reduce the costs of raising families. Brittany Cajuns works remotely in Mount Iron, Minnesota, and drives her daughter 15 minutes every day to a child care center. We waited until we were in our 30s to start a family and financially stable. It is not an exaggeration to say that the decision was based on the cost of child care. She is our only child, and unless something changes in the cost of child care, she will remain our only child. The state's new Department of Children, Youth, and Families was created earlier this year during the Minnesota legislative session. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm Mark Fry. Construction workers in Minneapolis are being warned about a rise in thefts. Minneapolis police say there have been about a dozen incidents recently where thieves targeted workers on the job, mostly in South Minneapolis. WCCO Television spoke with Bruce Ami, who was surprised to learn the workers were targeted in his neighborhood near Lake Nokomis. They have things that they keep in their cars, and, you know, they're, they're working, just trying to do their job, and they're vulnerable, and it's kind of sad that they're getting victimized. Some arrests have been made, but MPD adds there's a long list of safety tips to follow, with the top tip being always lock your vehicle. In an effort to boost ridership back to pre-pandemic levels, Metro Transit is cracking down on fare skipping on its trains and rapid transit buses. Beginning December 1st, community service officers, instead of actual police officers, will be checking to make sure riders paid their fare before boarding. It coincides with a new law that also eliminates fare non-payment being considered a misdemeanor level offense, which hasn't been widely enforced. Metro Transit General Manager Leslie Candaris. When it was a misdemeanor, the to be $180 and that would go through the court system. What's changing is we're bringing that in-house um, and your first violation would be $35. Uh, repeated violations go up from there. Candaris says having more uniformed fare checkers will help with safety concerns as it increases the official presence on the system, something passengers and staff say makes for a better riding experience. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO.
Minnesota senior U.S. Senator Amy Klobuchar pushing legislation that would ensure veterans' medical care is correct and billed properly. Some of you may recall the story of the young soldier who lost his leg. Somehow the records got screwed up and they wouldn't give him benefits he was owed for losing his leg. And they said they didn't have proof he lost his leg. And I'm like, he doesn't have a leg. Klobuchar's proposal would also allow the VA to get rid of copay requirements if a building mistake happens. She says our veterans shouldn't pay the price for someone else's mistakes. Al Shock, News Talk 830, WCCO. Preparing for the hazards of winter. Like it or not, winter is coming, and with it comes the risk of injury, or even worse. So all this week, the Minnesota Department of Public Safety is sharing information on everything from explaining the difference between a winter storm warning and a watch to avoiding holiday fires. You know, we'll see, you know, a lot of burn injuries. Um, we'll also, you know, see a lot of house fires. And uh, especially around Thanksgiving, you know, people trying to eat brighter turkey in their garage, you know, stuff like that. Charlie Sloan is Deputy Chief of Operations at Hennepin EMS. He says they also respond to a number of falls. They might have a broken ankle or a broken hip or a wrist. Of course, the idea is to prepare and perhaps avoid catastrophe during the holidays. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. The Pastronaut helped the Purple continue an unlikely run. The Minnesota Vikings are the hottest team in the NFL right now with a five-game winning streak after beating New Orleans yesterday 27-19. Quarterback Josh Dobbs was obtained by the Vikings less than two weeks ago and has led them to a pair of wins. I'll continue to find ways to continue to grow in my role and be better, man, because, you know, with the playmakers we have, with the mindset that we have, with the guys stepping up, making plays, um, you know, I think we, we definitely have a lot of potential moving forward. The Vikings are on the road. They play Sunday night at Denver. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. Finally today, a 10-foot-tall Fraser fir tree from northeastern Minnesota is on a special journey. That's what it sounded like on Friday in northeastern Minnesota when crews cut down a 10-foot-tall Fraser fir tree with a bluish tint. Kind of that perfect-looking tree that you can look all the way around, and it, it just is a nice shape evenly throughout the tree. Its ultimate holiday destination, Washington, D.C., and the home of Vice President Kamala Harris. The tree comes from Happy Land Tree Farm in Sandstone, and Myra Olson says it's moving out on Monday. We will probably either place it in an enclosed truck to keep it secure or possibly in a cooler building, and uh, we'll kind of look at the temperatures and see what we got to do to keep it as safe as possible so it leaves in wonderful condition. It'll take two days for the tree to get to Washington. Olson's father-in-law, operates the farm and has been growing trees for almost 60 years. He's really good at it. (laughs) Very, very focused on um, doing a lot of research um, to to grow trees as good as possible, um, getting the right seed sources, um, really doing well with fertilization and um, really puts a, a lot of effort into quality. Happy Land Tree Farm made it to the National Christmas Tree Competition after winning the Grand Champion Award at the 2022 Minnesota State Fair. Al Schock, Newstalk 830, WCCO. Thanks for listening to WCCO's All Local. You can find each day's All Local and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsay Peterson, Newstalk 830, WCCO.